Hi there, it's Elliot. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to squeeze in a quick mention about the Page Learning Lab, our new online learning program for communications professionals. Page and its members are charting the future of the profession, and the lab gives you access to their thinking, the most progressive thinking out there on topics ranging from comtech and journey communications to culture change, stakeholder capitalism, business skills, and DEI. It's tailored learning designed to fit into your busy schedule. For more information, check it out at learning.page.org. Last fall at the Page Annual Conference, we posthumously honored the great Ophiel Dukes by inducting him into the Page Hall of Fame. Being a giant in our field, it's a deserving honor, and one that was perhaps a bit overdue. Ophiel Dukes was someone who operated at the intersection of communications, activism, scholarship, and mentorship. Someone who left his stamp on both the profession and the world. He not only overcame the prejudice and hardship he faced because of his race, he was a pivotal figure that helped found a movement to end it for others. This month is Black History Month, and so we wanted to use the opportunity to honor a trailblazer in our profession, one who changed the role of communications forever and for the better. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. Leadership uh, really means uh, uh, producing uh, results and having the ability to inspire others and uh, to have confidence in one's ability to make prudent decisions. Ofield was born in Alabama, the son of sharecroppers. His family moved to Detroit when he was eight years old, and he grew up in the ghetto. But he found his way to Washington, D.C., where he worked with President Johnson and Vice President Humphrey and the leaders of the civil rights movement in the 1960s. There's perhaps no better way to honor Mr. Dukes than to hear about him from those who knew and loved him the most. So today we're bringing you the words of those who spoke at his induction ceremony, and later, a few of his own. First, we'll hear from former Page Chair Charlene Wheelis. He founded his own PR firm and had a hand in achieving tremendous progress for the organizations that he advised. Ofield helped to organize the Congressional Black Caucus. He convinced President Johnson to support Dr. Leon Sullivan's Opportunities Industrialization Centers in the U.S. budget and later counseled Dr. Sullivan in his efforts to get the Sullivan principles adopted by U.S.-based corporations to apply economic pressure that helped to end apartheid in South Africa. All of us in PAGE have a tremendous opportunity now to step up and make a significant contribution to our enterprises. Today, business has never been more relevant to creating value for society and advancing social justice. CCOs can be right at the heart of this revolutionary transformation, but only if we step up. Only if we meet the challenge of the day as Ophiel Dukes did in his day. 
It is a great honor to me to be able to declare that Ophild Dukes is richly deserving of his place as our 2021 inductee into the Page Hall of Fame. Next, we'll hear from Robin Beeman, founder of Beeman Inc. and one of Ophield's most prolific students and mentees. Mr. Ophield Dukes, Mr. Ophield Dukes was eloquent, a masterful strategist, an elegant man, a visionary leader, and a dedicated father. He was PR royalty. And I know many of you may not know him, but he was a giant of a man who had a passion for public relations, for truth, and for excellence. He advised presidents and civil rights leaders and kings like, you heard Martin Luther King, Coretta Scott King, President London, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Motown greats Stevie Wonder and Diana Ross. He also counseled Roots author Alex Haley, just to name a few. Oh, he left his mark on this world. Charlene shared many achievements. He advised every Democratic presidential candidate from 1979, from 1969 to 2011. As you heard, he planned the rally at the National Mall, which helped make Martin Luther King's birthday a national holiday. And uh, he created an anti-apartheid campaign with Leo Sullivan, which led to 100 US corporations withdrawing their operations from South Africa. He was also a key strategist behind the civil rights movement. And these are all really great things about Mr. Dukes, but what I remember most about him was who he was and what he stood for and how he generously poured into others. Like that's his legacy. So Mr. Dukes was my favorite professor at Howard University. And I really was one of the first to go through that program and I believe Mr. Dukes was very inf influential in helping to build that program. And me and thousands and thousands of students hung on his every word. We laid at his feet. He was just so amazing. And he was just a powerful storyteller and he would tell these beautiful stories about life lessons through his own journey. He wanted us to win. Have you ever met anybody that just wanted you to be great and they saw the greatness in you and then you started seeing it in yourself? It's like, I can do that. But thousands, thousands of students felt that way. We can do that, Mr. Dukes. We're going to make you proud. So uh, Mr. Dukes demanded excellence from his students every day. In his classroom, you had to be on time. There was no such thing as being late. And you had to be excellent in every project, every assignment, and every internship. He gave us what I believe are the tools in the playbook to be successful, sought out PR executives. 
And that's the difference. When people start looking for you, you're something very special. So these were the rules of the game. You must have integrity. Be true to your values and never let anybody or anything make you waver from that. Stand up and know who you are. Be excellent in all things, not good. No, Mr. Dukes didn't know anything about being good. He was about being excellent, and he wanted that from you as well. Your credibility. Your credibility is all you have. That is your reputation. People have to trust you as a PR executive. So you, be a, you better be a person of your word. Next is trustworthy. Always tell your clients the truth. And sometimes those are very, very hard conversations, but you have to have them if you're an excellent PR executive. And not only do you have to tell them the truth and have hard conversations, but you have to come to them with solutions. And then the last, stay calm and composed in all situations. I don't care if you're in the middle of a fire, your client wants to see you calm and composed. And they want to be able to look at you and, and, and trust that you can guide them through a crisis. So I thank Mr. Dukes for the foundation from which I built my career. He remained a wonderful mentor to me throughout my whole career, and he groomed me to manage public relations for three billionaires, Oprah Winfrey, Robert Johnson, and Sheila Johnson, who owned black entertainment television. I wanted to be just like Mr. Dukes. I wanted to be respected like Mr. Mr. Dukes, and he actually inspired me to open my own PR firm, which I did. And last week, I celebrated 25 years of having my own firm. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dukes, of counseling major corporations. So I want to share one last thing. There was a great love in Mr. Duke's life beyond public relations, and that was his beautiful daughter, Roxy. Roxy approached the podium almost timidly, but it became immediately obvious that she inherited her father's gift for eloquence and empathy. Good evening. Um, so I'm gonna take a moment and tell you some things that you may not know about my dad. Um, you know, it's interesting Charlene and I, we just met, and she said, you know, you've accomplished so much, and you're so young. Are you an overachiever? <laughs> well, yeah. And I get that from my parents. <laughs> it is their fault that I am an overachiever. But what you have heard from what I call Ofield's Army now is a mantra that he would recite to all of us all of the time. And that mantra centered on integrity and excellence and knowing who you are. You know, my dad, um, he reminded me one day that your first relationship is with yourself and understanding yourself and knowing who that person is. If that is not a part of the equation, Integrity can't be a part of the equation because I don't know what I'll stand up or sit down for if I don't know who I am. 
And it's interesting to me, this moment is so bittersweet because as a child, I would be on the floor at meetings and running around backstage at events. And somehow all of this was seeping into my person. As I listened to you all speak about my dad, as I listened to Rochelle talk about diversity and equity and inclusion, words that I've heard all of my life, I began to understand some things. I began to understand why I fight the way I fight why I fight for what I fight for. And it's interesting when you come from such extraordinary parents, it can be challenging to navigate your own way, to learn how to, how to define your own greatness, how to step outside of their shadow and learn to shine on your own. I'll be honest because I know I can in this room. My husband and my son are betting on whether I make it through this speech without tears. <laughs> Not sure that I will. Um, but my dad was really, really great at making every person he came into contact with feel like his best friend. He would answer that phone and he would say, hello, my dear, what can I help you with today? How can I assist you today? He was a humble man of service. But he was also just my dad. He liked to eat peanut butter with his vanilla ice cream. <laughs> he liked raisin bread toast with peanut butter and jelly. He loved to make a toast of orange juice because he didn't drink. He didn't curse, so I did it for him. <laughs> And he spoke often about these mountaintop moments in his life, one of which was the birth of my son, my oldest, in the middle, Michael Dukes Victorian, who was very much like his grandfather. And I can tell you that standing here today, I believe that you are witnessing one of my mountaintop moments. I always wanted to represent my dad. I always wanted to be one of the Ophiel Dukes and Associates. But I was a dancer. <laughs> and I was kind of a firecracker, you know? So I had all of this want to serve and to help my community. I got all of that from them. But the way I did it, my methods were so avant-garde. Oh, and I remember I would come to my dad's office and I would rant and rave about some injustice. And he would say, my dear, calm down. You have to indulge your rational self. Not so much of these emotions, Roxanne. I need you to think rationally. And I never thought that I would have the composure, the know-how to stand in a room like this one and speak on my dad without him being here. And lastly, let's hear from Ofield himself, courtesy of footage from the University of Alabama. It represents an individual's ability to know what he knows and to convince other people that he knows what he's doing. And leadership also requires a progressive vision and uh, the ability of a person to be effective in communicating. Also, uh, leadership uh, really means uh, 
producing uh, results and having the ability to inspire others and uh, to have confidence in one's ability to make prudent decisions. So when you uh, take those qualities of leadership and apply them to uh, public relations, uh, they're very, very clear. And a person who has those qualities can be very effective, whether it's in public relations or any other industry. One is having a progressive and clear vision and second is a strategic plan of action. And number three is uh, being able to take the initiative and having the courage of one's convictions to uh, proceed and to implement whatever plan or vision you have. And the last is being productive. Leadership really demands positive results. I remember when I was in Korea during uh, that Korean conflict and I spent 13 months there and it was for me a period of introspection and I read um, Socrates who suggested that the first principle of life is knowing thyself. Then Aristotle said be thyself and Shakespeare said to thine own self be true. And for me, it was a matter of becoming intimately aware of who I was and having a sense of uh, what I wanted to do in life. And I developed a vision. And it's important for a person to be very much aware of, of oneself because many of us are introduced to ourselves by the people and we go through life needing to be validated by the people. In addition to the passion to be excellent, the other thing that was so important to me was uh, integrity. That I uh, was intensely committed to the principle that nothing would ever uh, force me to compromise my sense of integrity. Because in life, uh, your reputation is the foundation for your success or your failure. And your reputation is like a whistle and it's echo, and it's uh, your shadow wherever you go. And you want to be remembered for? A guy who came along and tried hard to do his best and to have a his success simply defined on the basis of the people he tried to help. And that if, uh, if uh, really it's my achievements uh, should not be uh, defined in terms of what I did, uh, but my achievement should be determined in terms of how I was able to contribute to the achievements of other people. Thank you so much for taking this time to learn more about Ophiel Dukes, a trailblazer in and beyond our profession. We've only scratched the surface here, and his enormous impact continues to live on, so I encourage you all to learn more about his life and his work. If you enjoyed today's episode of The New CCO, be sure to check out our latest episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. We want to hear what you think so that we can keep making this podcast more interesting and valuable to you. To find out more about what's happening at PAGE, please visit us at page.org.
Special thanks to Rivet360, our podcast partner, without whose support, we simply would not be able to bring this podcast to you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the new CCO.